This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. Many years ago, I started running a company and had been there for about four or five months. It was my very first time as the president of a company. And the day before Christmas, or certainly the Friday before Christmas, which was either on a Saturday or a Sunday, the vice president of sales called me up at maybe five o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday to tell me that he was leaving the organization. He called me on the phone. This was someone that I had known for years and years, and called me on the phone to tell me that he was leaving, told me where he was going. He was actually going to the previous president, the person that I replaced, to their company. So clearly I knew it was intentional. It was timed to to give the, the most force and for me to recognize what had just actually happened. And he was a great guy. I loved him. He was, he was a really spectacular guy. And so after he told me, I didn't really have much else to say. So I hung up the phone And I immediately called the vice president of development and said, hey, listen, you're not going to believe this, but such and such just resigned. And the response he gave me was, well, I'm resigning too. And he was going to the exact same company to the same former president. And again, somebody that I had been around with for years and years and years, intentional, timed, and I was just devastated. I was rocked. I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do. And so I remember calling my dad and my dad said to me, you know what? That's okay. You've got this. You're smart. You'll figure this out. And when he said that to me, all I could think of was, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not that smart. I don't have this. And I don't know whether I can figure it out. But I also had another thought was that I knew some people and I had some people that were pouring into my life that did understand it, that could figure it out that could help me. Well, fast forward to about a month and a half ago, and my wife is calling me, and she says, hey, I I just spoke to this person who just told me that their boss has told them that they need to look for another job. The person was in sales, and the boss said to him, hey, listen, I think you need to look for another job. And she was sharing with me the fact that the person thought they might really be able to overcome this boss. They thought if they worked a little harder, if they focused a little bit more, they had a couple of deals that were right on the edge and thought they were a little bit smarter and brighter than some of the other people in the organization and thought they might be able to actually hang on. And this person hadn't called me, but was speaking to my wife. And all I could think of was, no, your boss just told you to look for another job. When your boss tells you to look for another job, you stop and look for another job. And it was something that I knew intuitively. It was not even a question. I told her that. I think she eventually shared it with that person. That person eventually did find another job. But it was just something that I knew. I had the experience. 
I knew about it, and I, I joked about that same circumstance which, with a number of other people that were gray-haired like I was and had some experience, and they're all going, oh, no, that person needs to look for another job immediately. In both instances, they're challenging circumstances. One, I was the recipient, and the other, I actually had the information, and that really is what mentoring is all about. It's one person not having the experience and the other person having the experience and pouring into that person. Well, welcome to Podcast 97. Today we're going to talk about being a mentor. Being a mentor for someone else, pouring into someone else's business career and their life and helping them. And I did this in Podcast 96. I actually gave the definition of of what a mentor was, and I'd like to give it to you today again, and that is it's someone that's a trusted counselor or guide, providing guidance, advice, feedback, and support. I cannot tell you how many times people have come alongside me and helped me and provided me with advice and guidance and feedback and support, and it is a privilege to pour into someone else. And if it's something that you've experienced before, either you've been a mentor for someone else or, or maybe hopefully someone's been a mentor for you, then you know exactly what the benefit is and exactly what the experience is like. And when it's great, it is spectacular. So if your thought right now, though, is, is you know, helping people for free, that, boy, that's something I really want to do, then this may not be for you because it is for free. And, but it is also incredibly rewarding. So what I'd like to do with you is just walk you through what being a mentor means and what some of the recommendations are if you're considering being one. And you know, first up, uh, these have to be non-negotiable. There are two things that you have to give and you have to give freely. That is your time and your attention. Now you get to control your time. You get to decide when you're going to meet how you're going to meet, for how long you're going to meet, but you have to be willing to give your time. My recommendation is once a month and that you're willing to give at least an hour and maybe take it two or three months off in the summer. But if, if you can't give your time, it's not something you should do. But you have to be willing to give your time. And the second thing you have to do is be willing to give your attention, which means that, that when the time that you're with them, you have to be a great listener. You have to stay interested. You have to to hold them to a high standard by the fact that you're giving them your focus and your attention. Now, I didn't, say, I didn't say that you actually had to believe or enjoy or even be polite, although if you're not willing to do those things, you probably shouldn't do it. But at a minimum, you have to be willing to give somebody your time and your attention. Now, I'm going to assume that you know how to select the type of person that you would want to mentor. And if you, if you don't know what type of person that is, then go back and listen to my podcast 96 and learn that. But I'm assuming that you're looking for someone that clearly has a passion about their job. They seem to care. They seem to be genuinely interested. You like this person. You like to be around this person. You see potential. You see talent. You see capability. And you see someone that you might want to spend a little bit of time with where you might be able to actually help them. And you know enough about what they do and where they're going that there's a match and a connection and you feel like you have something to offer them. Well, assuming that you have all that in place, let me tell you a couple of things that, that are really valuable and wise to do as a mentor. The first one is force them to prepare. If they're going to talk to you, make sure that they're ready. 
because this is about them doing all the hard work. You don't have to do any hard work here. You already know the answers. They, they ought to be working twice as hard, four times as hard, five times as hard as you are. Make sure that they've got a reason to talk and they're prepared to talk to you. And if you want to force them to give you an agenda, force them to give you an outline, force them to tell you what they want to talk to you about so that you can ask some questions with them, whatever you need to do. But, but it needs to be very, very consistent in the way that you do things. You know, the information that you need to have has to be up to date. It has to be relevant. It has to be information that, that once you've discussed it, that, that you know what the, what the criteria is for it. Obviously, everything you talked about needs to be in confidence and you need to set up some sort of rules associated with what it is you're going to say to each other and, and what they're going to do with that information. It's very, very important that you set up front what the preparation is and what the structure is of how you're going to talk. I'm, I'm a big believer in parking lots, which means that if, you, if you, you talk and you don't get through a subject or another subject comes up, that you force the person that you're mentoring to write it down, put it in a parking lot so that you can go back and discuss it at a later time, or perhaps they can do more research on it. If you sit down and talk to someone and they're not prepared and they don't have the answers necessary for you to give them wise advice, stop the meeting. Force them to go on to either another subject that they are prepared for or get them into a position where you can help them. The best thing you can do for them is to help them to be prepared. They may not ever have the answers that you come up with just because you've got more wisdom than they do, but what you can do is you can teach them how to prepare, you can teach them how to, how to understand how to solve a problem, and share with them how you've solved a problem as well. The second thing is, is that it's not about you, ever. This is a one-way relationship, and that one-way relationship is you helping them. You can be proud, you can be disappointed, you can be confused, but you're helping them. And as long as you don't ever forget that, it creates the environment where you know that you're going to spend the time pouring into them. But you're also going to hold them accountable, and, and, and they're going to learn tremendously. And yes, I'm sure you'll learn a lot along the way, but it really is designed to be all about them. And it has to be a safe environment for you and a safe environment for them which means that they need to be safe enough to make mistakes, to not understand what it is you're talking about, to need a little bit of extra explanation. And you also need to know that, that the information that you're giving them is something that's taken in, maybe acted upon, maybe not. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll choose another choice, maybe one that you've given them, but it, is, it needs to be a place that's, that's safe. And this is not a person that you're bringing on that becomes a player in your game. It's not about your career. It's not about politics. It's about them. And while we're on that subject, it's also not about loyalty. This is not a person that you bring under your wing that, that then becomes loyal to you and then you can maneuver and manipulate. I think sometimes the best mentors are people that are not in your department or maybe not even in your company. Maybe you know them personally or you happen to know one of their parents and you've offered to pour into them in a different type of connection where you can use your wisdom to help them, but it's not necessarily in your business. Next up, either side can stop. That's really, really healthy when, when either side can decide, hey, listen, this just isn't working. And if the person that you're mentoring, it, it isn't working, you need to tell them why it isn't working. And maybe it revolves around their preparation, or maybe you're finding that they're their subjects are, are not something that you can connect with or that you can provide them with advice on. But, but both sides need to have the freedom, and that comes back to the structure under which you're going to work. 
and what, what you're going to have for confidentiality, how you're going to communicate, how you're going to go back and forth on the issues, how you're going to make sure that they follow up on the, on the issues that you give them. And it, it's really important that you stay connected with them and that you stay up to date. And maybe once a month won't do that. Maybe you'll have to have a 15-minute call or maybe they're going to have to send you an email and they're going to write you some sort of an assessment, especially if they go off and do something. If they go off and take an action, which you know is then going to require another action, perhaps a quick email or perhaps a quick call will allow you to, to create those kind of circumstances. Giving them the authority to call you and again, setting expectations on your ability to be able to call them back or not call them back. It's really, really important that you set that structure up correctly. It's also important that you stay in your lane. And that is to discuss clearly where you can help and where you can't help. And if you share somebody else's expertise, something you've learned, you've heard from somebody else, make sure that they know that. Make sure that this is expertise that you've heard from somebody else and encourage them to triangulate. Encourage them to take the information that you've given them and triangulate to other people, but make sure you know who they're triangulating with because it's okay also to refer them to others and to, to connect them with somebody else or to point them to someone else, especially if it's inside your company, if you think that there's somebody that has some wisdom. And again, you have to decide up front whether you're going to allow them to say, hey, I sent you or such and such sent me to you because that's going to carry a different weight than, listen, I just want you to go find out this information or go talk to these two people or, you know, Joe or Helen had the exact same experience that you're going through. They had to make the exact same decision. Go talk to them about what their experience was, what the options were that they chose. You know, when you stay in your lane, what I'm talking about is making sure that the advice that you give them comes from an area of expertise that you're really confident in. Because the people that are listening to you, your mentee, they're going to listen to everything you say. And they're going to act upon it. I'll never forget many years ago, I, I was doing some work for Dell. And we'd get in a meeting with, with 10 people and I would start to offer advice or counsel on things that I thought that they should do. And it was incredibly frustrating because I'd give them seven, eight things and they wouldn't do seven of them. And they were really great ideas and it used to frustrate me to no end. But when I found something that they wanted to do, as soon as I said it to them, they just did it. I mean, they, they literally said, okay, we're going to do that. And off they went and did it. And so I had to make very, very sure that the information that I was communicating to them was accurate and was a clear winner and well thought out and well prepared because they just went and did it. They didn't do all of them, but once they made a decision to do it, they were, they were going for it. And they re relied on the information that I gave them because I'd built trust up with them and they understood that the information I was giving them was valuable and valid and they could act upon it. Your mentees are going to act upon that with you. They're going to literally take your information and they're going to take action. So make sure that you're, that you're giving them information that is, is directly from you and experience that you have. And you know, don't ever lose sight of the fact that your lane will never be all business because the things that they do are going to affect them personally and circumstances that they've got going on in their lives are going to, are going to affect their business. You should be testing how they react to stress, how they react to stress that's going on at home, how focused they say, how do they deal with, with leaders or peers that they're working with that might be a little bit overly aggressive to them? Are they an overly aggressive person? 
you know, do they immediately look to to just just get credit for the problem or to solve the problem, or are they willing to work with other people? How good are they as a team player? Your understanding of this person and how they react to you and how they react to circumstances will help you give them wise advice. Getting your person to tell you how they've made decisions in the past, how they've overcome adversity, how they've dealt with a leader that told them that they didn't do something well or how they dealt with something that they've done very successful, how they got a promotion, how they asked for things within their organization. And you may have to get data from that on on how they experienced it in college or a family experience they had or a particular conflict that they had with their relative or with a spouse that's going to help you to understand this person better and help you to work with them better. One final area that I think is really, really important is I'm going to encourage you to network with caution. And how you refer this person to others is a decision that you're going to have to make. It's one of the the things that's probably most valuable that you have is that not only do you have experience, but you have connections with other people that can bring value to this person. The question becomes whether you want to refer them or not, and that's totally up to you. You don't want to be used. You want to be crawled over. You don't want to be be toppled. It's an area that you're going to have to walk slowly with and take great care in making the decision on what you're going to do. And and I would also be looking for for someone that's going to ask for permission to connect with someone. And the other component is when it comes to networking, it's also hiring this person. Again, if you're mentoring somebody that's within your organization, maybe they're in your tree and you've got an opportunity to hire them or put them into a position or recommend them to someone else, just recognize that those are life-changing decisions and just be aware of that and just think very carefully about networking and how you network and how you're connected and how you publicly acknowledge your relationship with this person and you're mentoring with them. Hopefully it's a spectacular arrangement where they're learning from you. You're energized and enjoy being around this person and you're able to give him or her really great advice and, and watch them grow and watch them bloom and, and know exactly when they need to move on to someone else or know exactly when you've taught them everything that they need to know and they'd be better off with somebody else. And you might literally be able to recommend them to someone else and maybe it's someone that mentored you. And they also may be in a position for you to recommend that they mentor somebody else. That the things that they've learned and experienced or you've watched them learn and experience, that they can work with someone else. And maybe it's just a singular lane. But getting them to not only receive, but getting them to give back is really, really important. You should expect and receive a thank you. Not just a sincere thank you, but someone that is genuinely grateful for the effort and the work that you've put forward for this person. And I'm not telling you to be bitter if you don't get it, but if you're talking to someone, you're pouring into them, and and you're not receiving those thank yous, they might not know how to do it, and that might actually be an area where you can provide some value to them. Don't lose sight of that. Make sure that you get it. Make sure that they understand how to do that, And you know all the disingenuous ways that people can do it and all the fake ways that that can happen. I'm talking about genuinely grateful, genuinely thankful for what it is you've done. You know, when you're dispensing advice and you're dispensing wisdom 
and every time you show up, you're the smartest person in the room. Don't ever lose sight of the fact that it also comes with some humility as well. I hope humility is an attribute that you have. It's one of the greatest assets that you can have as a leader to be humble. You want to look at the most humble person that's ever been on earth, take a close look at Jesus, who was wildly powerful and overwhelmingly wise and incredibly humble. Share your character. Share your love for people, your love for your job, your passion for excellence, your passion for helping people get better, for your organization to be successful or your team. Sharing all those components within the answers that you're giving as you're helping this person navigate their career and navigate their job is something that you can wonderfully help and change this person. I don't know what the length of season that you'll have with this person that you're mentoring. I don't know whether it'll be six months or a year or six years or who knows, maybe it won't work at all and it'll just be a couple of months and they'll move on to somebody else. I don't know how many mentors you can handle at one time. Maybe it's one at a time. Maybe you can handle more than one. Maybe you've reached that point in your career where you really can step up and make that happen. But whenever you do it, however you do it, I want to tell you how grateful and thankful I am that you're willing to step up and be a mentor for someone else. It's one of the most rewarding experiences that you can have. It certainly has been for me. I know it can be for you. Listen, you can be a great leader. It just takes a a lot of hard work and focus. And if you've never had a mentor, you're not too old to have one. Maybe there's somebody out there that can provide you some advice and wisdom. And then, of course, you can be a mentor for someone else. That's the reason that you listen to this podcast. It's been great to talk to you. If this is the first time you've ever listened to my podcast, I've got 95 or 96 others that you can check out on leadership. I'm particularly focused on contact centers and customer experience and how to engage and encourage and coach and train people that provide customer service or sales over the phone. Listen, it's been great to talk to you. I hope to see you again. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.